This is Navigate with ID Enang. Good morning, Mr. ID. <laughs> good morning, Ife. Good morning. Uh, hope you're fine and keeping well. Yes, so you're actually, sure. You're really bubbly today. So, yes, uh, I am. Is it um, because of good breakfast or that you're excited about the day? Which one? I'm just really excited. Quite excited. Are you yes. voting on Saturday? Oh, sure. Don't put me on the spot to ask you who. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you, Uncle I, ID. I know you won't I will tell, tell me, you. But I know who you won't vote for. <laughs> you know, it's very interesting that people are... Uh, I tell you, I I sit back at times and I say to myself, what manner of people are we, are these Nigerians? Are we ever satisfied? You know, we are... There's always a complainant. I'm sure if there was a nation called a nation of murmurers, you'll probably find us in that space. I mean, I, do you know, I look back and I say to myself, there was a time I, you know, when I, when I was at the Coca-Cola company and I, we used to travel across the region managing the West Africa or what do you call Equatorial Africa region. Uh, when I traveled with my boss then, and we have to go for market visits, as we call it, there was a year we went to Guinea twice. And I said to myself, God never intended that people would be this poor. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. The level of poverty I saw in that country, the only industry that was in that capital was the, the Coke plant. The Coca-Cola plant was the only one there. And people, you needed to have seen, you know, because we when we go on market visits, we actually go, market is actually market, you know, get to see your customers, all the stratum of the trade, every M of the trade, you get to see them and talk with them and all that. And you see children, you'll see all kinds happen. And I say, wow, Nigeria isn't this bad. And yet we're complaining, you know. I think rather than complaining, we should start doing more. Because people have been spoiled. We've been spoiled and we don't even know what we need. And those that are spoiling us continue to spoil us because they think we need that. And we jump at them. So, I think the moral of the story is, hey, don't allow anyone use you as a bait. Remember my proverbs. One of such proverbs that I love very much is, don't let a man fool you twice and how when a hunter sets a trap using a goat as a bait he does not expect to catch a rabbit so as you're Mm -hmm. going into the elections this week and don't expect that whatever whoever has set a goat as a bait is expecting to catch a rabbit if you do then you are the you've been taken for for a ride well, on that note, uh, friends, I bid you welcome to Navigate with ID on this Tuesday, uh, courtesy of Wema Bank. I am switching tentacles from the critical thinking series. We'll revisit it another time. I'll bet in a different way. Um, I was going through my, my notes, notes from early part of my career, and I saw something that actually triggered this. Uh, not only triggered, I've been asking myself, based on the feedback I've gotten and based on the, the level and the numbers, uh, the way and direction I've had, a lot of people seeking counsel and also, you know, my, my 
from a consulting standpoint, from a personal and also corporate standpoint. In the last two weeks, I've had a barrage of sorts from people who are either moving jobs and those looking for jobs or those in, you know, in jobs that are about to get promoted or have been promoted and they don't know what to do. But I will skew this more to those that have actually you know, uh, been given offers. Uh, and I found myself, you know, getting into um, having to share and, and talk about it. To a lot of people, I mean, just across the spectrum, I then decided that probably time has come for me to do uh, a series on marketing strategy and to get into marketing a bit. So, this may take the month of March and also could take the month of April. It's going to be a series. But if you permit me, I want to start from the individual. And this individual has to do with you, especially given the audience that I have. And it's quite interesting that um, 75 to 80% of um, the audience that listen to this program are from the ages of 15 to 40. That's a band. They form about 75% of the audience, um, which is very interesting. And it's also important to note that the socioeconomic class is largely the C's. And then it's largely the C's, C, uh, the middle class. So you can take the C as a middle class. And uh, to a, a larger extent also, you have the spectrum of the C. There's C1 and there's C2 upper middle class and the lower middle class, all of that lumped that together, they form the crux of this. And so what it tells you is that different kinds of people will be listening and will be at different parts and different places in their development. So as I go through this series, you're going to find me bringing it down to brass tags, really foundation level. So I don't speak above some heads and I don't also denigrate another set of people. It's all inclusive. And if you will permit me, I would like to go into my notes where we took very many years ago when I had the privilege of going through my own strategies for self-development. This also came at the prompting of uh, working. My then company had contracted some consultants called Personnel Decisions International, PDI. And during that period, they laid out what they called the first model, the first model. We'll take a short break, and then when I get back, we're going to start this whole thing about developing a marketing strategy from you. It's going to be self-development, and once we do it, we'll take it on into business. Be right back. This is Navigate with ID. Welcome back, friends. Um, it's Navigate with ID, as you do know. And uh, just before we took that break, uh, I was saying that... Um, now, given the spate of uh, counsel and a lot of people that have checked into me in the last two weeks, it's been around career issues, um, having to negotiate and all of that. Um, whilst that's been said, I also found that there is obviously a gap in people being able to, quote-unquote, market themselves and understanding what to do to build themselves um, in the course of their careers and also their lives. So I'm going to dedicate probably these two months. Uh, this month, starting from, this is our first event, first program in the month of March. 
um, focusing particularly on strategies for self-development. And hopefully in that whole melee, we'll move that into business where I'll start a series that would have to do understanding marketing strategy. So if you take this as the overall, uh, as the umbrella view, it will be what do you need to do to market yourself? What, how do you start that journey? Um, self-development. So the, the way I want to approach this, just going back into my teeny bit notes um, that I probably took some 20 odd years ago, or maybe 15, 18 years ago, um, being very specific, um, I saw some of those things that I wrote down at that time, and I think it's still very relevant. Uh, if you do have any questions in whatever form, you know what to do. Just go to the navigatedid.com website and then drop in your questions and I'll answer. Or better still, you could join Seven Tribes. Just go to Google Play, uh, tap on uh, install the Seven Tribes app and then join. And when we get to meet or when you have your sessions, then you know you can ask all the questions you need to ask. That's a one-to-one um, mentoring program that we have. So I'd want to start this by talking about if you can call it um, this whole series, Strategies for Self-Development, in another form, um, Strategies for Personal Development or your own marketing strategy, what would I attribute it to and how will I take it? I'd like to use the first model, first as in F-I-R-S-T model. What is the F in the first model? The F there stands for focusing on priorities, focusing on priorities. And what does this mean? It means that you need to identify your critical issues and development objectives. A lot of guys now are at the verge of either their companies have finished their appraisal for 2018 or they are in the process of going through the appraisals. And when the time for appraisals come, you find all kinds of things happen. All kinds of emotions flare up. All kinds of um, feelings get tontered with in whatever form and shape. But what's important is asking the appraiser and the appraisee Two questions. Number one, what were you doing or what did you do in all the months that you had that you had set the objectives? What did you do? And then on the other hand, what did you see him or her do in the course of the year? Now, these things turn out to become very subjective, especially in organizations where they don't have any proper um, development plans or what you call performance development plans. It can be PDP, not as in party. It can be uh, performance management systems, can be PMS. They come in different names and all that. But it's all about performance management. But before an organization kicks off during the year, there are set objectives that they will give to the function, which is drawn from the corporate objective. Now, when all of that is trickled down, it gets to your department it then gets to you as an individual because in every organization, every setup, you have individual contributors and then you have the group. As an individual contributor, you are expected to deliver on certain aspects that will sum up with what your colleagues bring to the table and ultimately, when they put that together as a group, it, you know, it gets into the bigger picture or the corporate picture. But for you as an individual... What should you do 
many times a lot of us are distracted. So the first model demands that you focus on priorities. Now in 2018, maybe you did not. All you did was you got distracted either by ambits of friendship or your colleagues or thinking that, hey, some tribal gymnastics would help you. So many people get carried away by so many things. Um, But it's important you identify you, your critical issues and what your development objectives are. Now, what could be a critical issue? A critical issue, for example, could be I am not so good at analysis and yet I am in a job that requires me to work with numbers. I am not so good at speaking yet I am in a job or a role that allows me or demands that I interface with customers. Now, that should tell you you have an issue with analytics and an issue with the ability to function as a front-facing manager or officer. So what do you do? It becomes a priority. It becomes a developmental objective. But rather than fix it yourself, you expect that the HR manager or the training manager will schedule you for a course. And that's where foolishness starts. Because the company is not going to train you to become the best in you. They mouth it, they say it, but they don't do it. Let me be honest with you. I've been, a corp- I've been in corporates for almost three decades. The training budget is one of those places they slash when they are looking for money. Many organizations do it. They slash the training budgets. Sometimes they tell you it's from the region office. Training will be done from the region office. You know we are reporting to Morocco. And the way we are structured, in the corporate essence, they are structured around regions. So Africa is typically under Middle East. So it's always Middle East and Africa. In some other organizations, you will hear Europe, Middle East, and Africa. In some other uh, organizations or setup, you will hear they will bring in, they will call it Amir, they will call it Emir, they will call it Mir. They all mean different things, but Africa is always tied to this Middle East thing. It's been there. I've seen it in almost all the companies I've worked for. And typically what they do they begin to rub in group interventions and tell you they have these projects or these training sessions for managers at this cadre across board. So they rather have them attend these general or specific courses that would deal across the region. But friends, can I be honest with you? It's very efficient for them. It's efficient for the company that they are not going to spend so much money. And these days they are all making all of that virtual. There's no longer the time for you to travel, go to Dubai, go to South Africa, go to X, go to Y country, and they bring all of you together in one room. Companies are looking for efficiency. So it behoves on you as an individual to identify the critical areas that you are not doing well and not because of the job you are in. It's about where you're going. Many of us that are sitting in roles today have no vision of the future. We have no destination in mind. Very many people that I speak to, that call in, that check in to me and try to ask for my advice, when I ask the first two questions, I find them drawing blanks because they are just living for the now. And I ask, why do you do that to yourself? 
God is awesome. That's why he gave every one of us brains. It's structured that you must think ahead. Almighty God is so strategic that he saw the end from the beginning and expects you that he created in his image and likeness to be able to walk from see the end from the beginning. So you must have an end in mind. Where are you going? Where are you going to be in 10 years from now? Paint a picture for me. You know, I was reading uh, my Abu's um, text that day, Banki, and I was impressed because he said, listen, it's not the end but the beginning. You know why? Because where I'm going is very far. And I have to see that picture and then start from now. And some people will tell you, oh, why didn't you go to State House? And said, that's not my place. Everybody understands where you need to start from. What about those that are pitching from the presidency? That's where they want to pitch from. But you've seen the results. So you must start by identifying your critical issues and what you need as development objectives. That's the first F in the, in the first model. The I in the first model is that you need to implement something every day. If you focus on certain priorities and you have identified what those critical issues are, you must then implement something every day. You must have a daily action to it. I mean, look at Wema Bank. One of the things that they are doing now is a hackathon. What are they doing in this month of March? At the end of the month, they want to, they're looking for eggheads. They're looking for surpassing what they've done with a lot. And every day they're calling in the brightest of brains to come in and they're looking for ways to make it a lot better, even better than what they had done, outdoing themselves. Look at Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, when he had to train, he had to do something every day. Look at the likes of the, the heroes of basketball like Michael Jordan. What did Michael Jordan do differently? What did sprinters like Carl Lewis of yesteryears do differently? There's a common thread, guys. Look at Ronaldo. There's something these guys implement every day because they are focusing on priorities. So when the time comes from the big stage and a Ronaldo has to take a spot kick or there's a free kick just outside the box, the other team will shake. So when many of you prepare for that good interview, a lot of you are looking out for jobs. Right now, there's an avalanche of CVs out there. People are just sending CVs here at right, left, center, apart from the politicians. We already know what it is. They are lobbying now because some, and even some pastors will start, you know, I don't know what they'll say to their congregation this Sunday or what they said last Sunday. That's, you know, it tells you focusing on priorities sometimes is important. These guys are good at what they do because they implement something every day. Do you know what it means in another parlance? It means you must be stretched beyond your comfort zone. So many of us, and that's the greatest undoing of Nigerians. We want to live in that comfort zone where oil is a mainstay, where every day free money, free this, free that, and we don't appreciate hard work. And hard work comes as stress. To a generation that is lazy, to a generation that cannot think, to a generation that cannot cure, to a generation that does not understand the different parts of the body that each one has to function at optimality. But they only need one function. Give me, give me. They don't even know how to produce in order to give to. That's why we're going to run into problems. 
That's why you run into problems when it gets to your time for when you start sending out your CVs. And they call you for this beautiful interview and you get knocked off in the first stage. Why? Because the F, you never focused on priorities because you never identified critical issues and started developing your objectives on what you would do. And so you have to now start leaning on who knows who is in this company. I dropped my CV. I just want them to call me for interview. Stop looking for anybody. Can I be honest with you? God is witness that I only wrote for one examination. The test I wrote was Guinness many years ago as management trainee. From that day till the day I stopped working as a corporate executive, I never one day applied to any firm. I was always sought for and sought out. Why? Because there was something I was putting out there that someone says, I've seen this guy, can we get him? So I don't know what it is to apply or send my CV. No, I don't. I never did. But when time came for us to sit around the table, I need to ask myself, what am I bringing to that table and what am I offering? Then you realize you never implemented anything every day. It is what you implement every day that you will tell on the day of the interview. That these guys will say, whoa, we need that guy. A Ronaldo, any day, any time, outside the box, just drop the ball outside there. The team, the chances of his scoring, very high. Because every day, while practicing, Ronaldo would have practiced styles, different kicks from different angles on the match day. When it's so critical and crucial, he comes to the table. And everybody says, wow, what brilliance, what excellence. It starts from the F, focusing on priorities. Now, the first model is incomplete without you actually stretching yourself. That's why you need to come out of your comfort zone. The comfort zone, you're going to work every morning. You have a neighbor that continually takes you to work and you hike every day. But you're given a transport allowance at work. Or at best, you have a car allowance. You take the car allowance and you go to your village and set the foundation of a building. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But this neighbor of yours keeps taking you until the day he is transferred to another location. And then you have to now think about how to survive. Whereas you would have done that very differently. Friends, I'm talking to you about strategies for self-development. This is going to take me a bit of a while. So I'm going to take it line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, a little here and a little there. That I'm hoping that a lot of you that are about and that value of decision, that don't even know what to do, will start doing things differently. Stop looking for godfathers and godmothers that don't exist. They don't exist. They exist in your brain. You call them mentors at work. They are tormentors. Because what they are doing is basically just like the politicians do. Did you see that we were just talking about the videos where they are throwing bags of rice out to, to people as if, I mean, and this is the commonwealth of this country that a few have cornered. And they, they bring this rice in or bring food stuff in, label it with their party logo and themselves. And then all of a sudden they become producers while you are consumers of rice and they'll tell you line up and vote for me and you foolishly give them your mandate your pot of porridge and once you do they keep it for another 
they stay, they stay with it for as long as as long as they see it. Is that what you want? That's exactly what's going to happen in your career if you do not think differently. And that brings me to letter R. When we get back, in the course of all of this, I'll just, we'll take a, we'll take a little break. And when I get back, I'm going to go to R. If you're just joining us, we're looking at the strategies for self-development. And I'm going back to my notes way in time um, to share with you what I learned from PDI. And it was called the first model. I focused on the first one, which is focus on priorities. And the second was implementing something every day. I'll be back to talk to you about R. And from there, we'll open the lines and take it. So, be right back. Eh? This is Navigate with ID. Welcome back, friends. Uh, it's uh, Navigate with ID and yours truly. Uh, we're sitting on the strategies for self-development, and I was sharing with you the first model. Um, I think I need to you know, kind of delve into each of the segments properly. And um, what I'll probably do now is just run over what the first means. You know, I spent quite a bit of time setting the tone with getting you to understand what the F there, which is focus on priorities, mean. The I, which is implementing something every day. The R there is reflecting on what happens. The S is seeking feedback and support. And the T is transferring learning into next steps so let me let me go back and and really delve into the focus on priorities and the fact that you need to identify your critical issues and goals i'd want to say to every one of you listening out there that you must begin your development planning process by deciding where to focus on like i did say have an end in mind discover what your most meaningful development priorities are and the way to do that is for you to gain some form of clarity about what is important to you and what is important to your organization. You see, those two must work in tandem. If they are not, if there's a misfit, one of you will have to drop the other at some point. And what I can do is to help you by giving you some tips. And these tips will come by way of you, you know, using the following questions to determine where your personal goals align with those of your organization. Now, then you'll then understand the areas you are likely to find the energy and support to carry out your plan. See, if you are working in a certain setup and you are not clear, you are not clear of where you're going, you do not know what's important to you, you will, and you don't have an idea what's important to the organization, it's only a matter of time you will be kicked out. And it's only a matter of time, you also will feel very frustrated. You'll be less productive. And what's going to happen? At some point, they're going to say you say to you, Oga, Otoge, you know, and uh, the, if someone will have to excuse himself. So what are these questions that will come? This is going to be, a, it's going to be quite a series of sorts. So I'm going to ask that you ensure that you don't miss um, each of these programs and, um, Look forward to the opportunities to to expand us. So, you know, just follow me as a follow Christ and um, we'll take this on line by line. You must begin with a personal insight, which is about know yourself. And these are the questions that I'm going to put on the table for you 
just in case you've not done this well, so you won't start jumping around as if something is lost. The first one is, who can give you additional insights into your areas of strength and development? Who? What are the two or three things that are most important to you where you feel you can improve? What two or three things are most important to you where you feel you can improve? When you are able to sandwich yourself in between additional insights, you can't see it all, you can't know it all. People can tell you these are areas of strength and areas they think you need development. Sometimes people don't want to hear the word weakness, so they talk about, they talk about development. But remember, people succeed on the basis of their strengths. As long as their weaknesses don't get in the way. I want to tell you, my dear friends, don't focus on your weaknesses. Because many a time, your strengths always outweigh the weaknesses. But we major in minors. People have the tendency to always focus on just that little thing. And they forget the very mighty thing that you have called your strength or strengths. So do not let yourself down. And to know yourself, you need to begin with that personal insight. And that is by asking the big question, who can give you additional insights into who you are, what your strengths are, and areas that you will need to develop? And what are those two or three things that are most important to you that will make you feel you can improve? When you finish that, you will then go and look for what I call gaps. G-A-P-S. You will look for gaps in your competency profile or portfolio. What is, what is, a, a, what is competency or what is competence? It is more or less a behavior that you will exude because of a certain skill or ability that you have. When you see a man that is competent, you will know. It means that this man or woman has certain qualities or skills. And that is a display. It's that display that makes it a competency portfolio. So you can tell a man of skill. You can tell a woman of skill. A woman that has this. And you can tell one that doesn't. And you need looking for this means that you will look for gaps in your competency portfolio. Now, the gaps there is an acronym that has four words. The G stands for goals. So, when you look for gaps in your competency portfolio, you start with the goals. What do I want to do? You must make a goal out of it. Or goals. The A is abilities. What can I do? The P is about perceptions. How do others see me? And the S is about success factors. So, those success factors would ask the question or begs the question, what do others expect from me? By the time you ask these salient questions, then you would have worked in a place where you are trying to understand the gaps in your competency portfolio. What do I want to do? Which will stand for your goals. What can I do? Which is going to sit in for your abilities. How do others see me? 
which will be about perceptions, and what do others expect from me, which will be the success factors. One person that I know that did this so well was David. David was so multi-skilled. He was a musician, he was a prophet, he was a shepherd, and he was a king. You know, he was so multi-talented and multi-skilled that even when the king had a problem, the man in the palace, that the servant of the king said, King, I know the man that can solve this problem for you. He's a man of war, war is prudent in speech, he's handsome, and you know what? I know that the grace and the peace of God is with him, that God is with him. This whole thing was a competency portfolio that they presented before the king. And he said, go bring the young lad to me. To the extent that the minute he started playing the harp, the king was healed. What it tells you is that there's so much more in you than you've been able to discover. But because you work in a company that they've called your accountant, your job is just to count. No, there's more to it than counting. Or they say your name is supervisor. There's more to it than supervising. Or they say your name is trainer. There's more to it than training. Or they say your name is director. There's more to you than directing. There's much more in life. And as long as you don't have an understanding of the gaps in your competency portfolio, you will run into these itches and these issues will come through. Friends, this is going to be a slow but steady race. And I want to encourage every one of you. This is coming as a result of a lot of requests that I've had in the last two weeks. And it just tells me that it's time to probably begin a series that will help people market themselves better. And when we finish this, I'll then step into marketing of business, products, services, and helping you design or understand how to build your own marketing strategy from a very little, a little foundational basis that will every, make it foolproof for anybody to understand. For today, I'm going to open the line so you can call in. Trust me, there's so much to do on the first F within the first model, which is focusing on priorities. I've just touched on two aspects. Know yourself and look for gaps in your competency portfolio. There's so much more to talk about and that we probably will take in in the next edition that will come up on Thursday. But for the time being, I'll open the phone lines so you can ask questions. You can talk to me about how you need to know yourself, your need answers to your gaps in your competency portfolio. And if you do not have, if you access to this, then you can either follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IDYENANG or better still, go to the website navigatewithid.com, ID spelled IDY, and go through the motions and put your questions through that medium. The numbers to call are 0809-191-3913, And we have the landlines 01236-7913, and 0128-03913. This is really sitting with the ambits of what you can't stop and won't stop doing. So I also want you to tell me, what are those things that you can't stop and won't stop doing? Because you must come out as a man or woman of honor.
Honor does not come to you by sitting at home. Honor comes when you would have done the needful to build yourself. I have the first caller. Good morning, sir. This yep. is Lisson from Surya, sir. Hey, Happy New Year, sir. It's Happy been a while since yeah. you spoke. Yes, it's been a while, Lisson. You, I, I hear you call the, the ladies. You always call the iffy. Huh? No, I've been, I've been out of circulation <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Not yeah. Why. Just, I just he, wanted he to get confirm that it is not for a while. How I'm looking more these days, uh, especially because of the election things. You okay. know, I don't want to heat up the polity, and I don't want to heat up my head. Don't the heat? Too much heat is not good, bros. So exactly. don't heat anything. Or else well, it's good that right you. bag will fall on my head and <laughs> cause me trouble. <laughs> Welcome. Your thoughts, listen, sir. The goals. Sorry to jump into that one. The goals. Yeah, it's a G in the graph. There's a school of thought. Yes, there's a school of thought that says. Daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals. You said previously that um, uh, multitasking is um, is a myth and all that, and that has changed my thoughts about that one. The way you described it, I was so impressed. But people still say that goals can be written as daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals, maybe quarter, maybe every five years, every ten years. Is this practical, and how can this be possible? Thank you, sir. Oh, listen, thank you. Um, yes, it is, listen. And I think the, the idea is this. It starts from the end in mind. So let's assume, let me use figuratively that um, we expect as a company, we have a goal to sell 365 uh, products this year. 365 is a big number. What it tells you is that break it down to a daily perspective. That will mean one product a day. If you break that down in a week, in a week, it will be seven products. Take it to a month, depending on the calendar, it will be either 30 or 31 products in the month. And so you begin to measure. Now, it is easier when you have them in numerical form. Now, where it gets a little more difficult is when, as an individual, you will set a goal. So let me break it down and make it very personal. I, I joined uh, Guinness at, uh, as a tender age. I was just 24 in 1991 when I joined Guinness. And I said to myself, that, you know, I, I didn't have any clues at all. And I said, in five years, here's what I want to be. I want to, I saw, I put a picture of five years. I should be married, have a child by the grace of God, and I would have be a line manager, and I would be a line manager, be married, have a child. And also, like it or not, I said I'll be living in a three, a nice three-bedroom flat. Um, 1993, I got married. So that happened under that. Now, how did that happen? You can take it that in the course of it, I had to look at myself and say, you know, time had come for me to settle down. And so narrowing my focus to say, whoever I am looking for on a daily basis, I kept that on the front burner to say, yes, I was seeking to have a better part of me join me in this old concourse called marriage. And so it became a daily goal for me. And daily goal here was from a standpoint of consciousness. Because like people say, you know, you until... You put yourself in the ring. You don't know how much of blows can hurt you or blows you can avoid. So you need to put your heart in the ring. Now, I did that. And somewhere along the line, later in that year, in 91, I met my wife out of, um, uh, I mean, someday, I think we talked about it the day she was on the show here. We met September 91. And by December, I went to my dad. I said, I think I found the woman I want to marry. And that... Between that time and 1993, when we got married, 
the only reason that was a stopper in between was the loss of my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, and she, my mom was the only child. So it was so tough for us to be able to get my mom out of mourning and then start thinking of getting married in November, in 92, which is why it had to shift to 93, to give her time to heal. Now, I could tell you about those exceptions because, hey, this is what I desire to do. Now, God helping us, we had a son, 1st of January 95. To get to that, I had to take his own stride. So, now coming to the classic place of work, um, by 94, I had saddled the responsibility to, to launch Satin Brow. And um, what happened? I became a line manager. And so everything kicked in in the space of five years. Before my five-year span could come through, all the things I put together as my end goals at core had been satisfied. So I had to set another three-year goal. And that is what landed me into a different phase to saying to myself, I need to move my career. I need to shift and I need to leave. I left Guinness at a very young age. I mean, I spent just about seven years and everybody wondered, wow, where was I going to? And then I moved to the Coca-Cola company. The reality is that it just didn't happen. I had to sit back and say to myself, what do I desire? So I sat there in 1994, Cup of Nations. I watched the Coca-Cola launch the Always campaign. And as a marketing guy, I sat there, I said, that's the kind of company, that's the kind of brand I want to handle. I want to handle brand Coke. Now, unknown to me that something was going to happen, but what God gave to me was the launch of Satin Brow. And you like it or not, it just happened in Abuja. When we launched Satin Brow, and at Nikon, at Transcorp Hilton, there was this um, Nikon Hilton Golf Tournament. Coca-Cola had always been a sponsor. And that particular edition, they came in just as always that, oh, well, we'll get there, we are the sponsors. They didn't know that Satin Brow was already taking the place. I took my colleague then, Cherry, um, Cherry Aromosella. She's the chief marketing officer of Interswitch. She was my support, brand support manager then. We went into Abuja. We combed the entire golf course. Everywhere was yellow. I'm not talking MTN now. But <laughs> I'm saying to you, we put everything there. Nobody would have missed Satin Brow. And I tell you, after that, the co-guys came saying, hey, we want you on this side. Now, the rest is history because I finally became Coke brand manager and the rest and the rest. So when people talk about setting goals that it's a mirage, it's because, number one, they don't even think about it. They don't dream about it. They don't even say, hey, this is where I want to be. And so it's like a train. Once the train has left the station, it's gone. There are several bus stops. And those bus stops or those train stops, people are highlight. And so distractions happen. But if you're focused on your goal, that's why you need the gaps analysis. You need to understand what do you really want. That's the first G. And do you have the ability? It's about what can I do? How do others see you? Is it possible? You're not, there's no way, no matter how intelligent you are, you can't clap with one, one hand. You need people. So in this whole thing, where do you sit and where do you stand? And finally, you need to ask yourself, what are the success factors? What are those things I need to see? And then you tick off. As you go on, create your own milestones. These things are possible. But you know, unfortunately, we live in a time where people are in a hurry. And I say to people, if you want to enjoy beans, the way I enjoy beans, don't cook it with microwave. If you give me beans cooked with microwave, I will spit it out. But if you want me to enjoy the, the beans with you, then go and, if you can't afford, um, what's that, um, 
there's this spot, the pressure cooker. The pressure cooker is the nearest I can give that to you. Then just go light a nice stove and put it low heat and let it cook the beans slowly, steadily. By the time you put the oil and stir, it comes to you as sumptuous as you want it, like baked beans. And they'll ask you, wow, who's the cook? Every little step of us in life has to go through a process. But many of us are not willing to take the process. Many of us are not willing to take the pain. We want it instantly. And that in itself is a disaster. Why? Speed kills, but it also thrills. It depends on what you want. And for me, I want to reinforce something to everybody. You must have a personal commitment to your own developmental goals. I'm going to continue on this pattern as we go on this journey because this month, I want you, it's the first quarter, end of the first quarter, I want every one of you to understand that whatever you desire by the grace of God, you will make it happen. But you can't afford to do it just thinking it's going to happen. No. Thinking is one thing, but doing is a bigger pain, uh, part of the game. So thank you so much, friends. Um, I know time is up. And um, typically I've learned, you know, I don't need to push this. If you want to, if you have questions, just go to the website, navigatewithid.com, or tweet at me at D-Y-E-N-E-N-G, or better still, at C underscore Shepherds. Um, that's a corporate shepherd's uh, Twitter handle, and then you'll get some answers, definitely. Well, what else can I say? If we, I'll be back on Thursday by God's grace, and then we'll continue on the first F within the first model. And remember, it's about strategies for self-development. You know, I don't want a lot of you that are in your careers now to stop panting. Stop sending CVs around if you're not prepared. And stop asking for CVs when you don't know what to do with it. We'll continue on this same bit. Come Thursday by God's grace. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Fee. Uh, Thank you. Goodbye.